At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in to hour number two of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I am Brady Cannon live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. I am uh, joined by Wes Reynolds, my partner in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. And right now it's our old friend Jeff Stonebeck on the line. He's the director of trading for BetMGM. And it's been a while since we've spoken with you, Jeff. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Yeah, it has been quite a, uh, quite a while. I'm glad to be back. Well, we're, uh, you know, of course, getting you on the line here because uh, football season's coming right up, and I know we'll probably speak with you each and every weekend when we get into the NFL season. College football, uh, less than a month away, and of course, the NFL preseason will kick off next week, August the 5th, with the Hall of Fame game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. What uh, has the futures market uh, seen at BetMGM? Who are the uh, fans betting in the offseason to win the Super Bowl this year or season win totals? Who's the offseason darling this year in the NFL at BetMGM, Jeff? Well, they're still in love with Tom Brady. Uh, we still are taking a, a lot of money on um, uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, we uh, got uh, beat up pretty bad last year on the Futures when they won the Super Bowl, so uh, everybody seems to be rolling over their money on them this year and uh, betting them again, so uh, they like uh, them uh, to uh, repeat, and another popular choice has been uh, the Rams this year. Uh, we've been uh, taking uh, quite a bit of money on the Rams, and, you know, they got the, uh, uh, supposedly the quarterback uh, upgrade, uh, uh, but uh, um, those are the two most popular, but uh, once again, uh, it, it's all, all Buccaneers so far. Jeff, uh, any drift in terms of the Packers? I'm not sure if you guys drifted up with uh, Aaron Rodgers when it came out that maybe he was thinking about retirement. And then, of course, uh, it's always drama with Aaron Rodgers. And then now he is back. So did you guys make any real adjustments or did you just kind of stay the same and kind of waited for this all to play out? Just kind of staying the same and uh, waited for it to play out, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's so far ahead and there's so much money in that pool. So uh, in the uh, Super Bowl future pool, so we really couldn't get hurt if, uh, you know, we did get uh, popped one way or another if he did leave. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, one of those uh, kind of wait and see, obviously, uh, you know, the the games, the individual games, like the opening game and whatnot, uh, we had to be a little bit cautious there and take the game off the board because, you know, uh, that uh, That'd be a big difference there if uh, Rogers wasn't around for that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, you know it's kind of uh, tempered. Uh, the Packers are usually uh, one of the most popular teams uh, uh, for the uh, Super Bowl futures as far as number of tickets written, just because they're such a popular team. But uh, you know, with the uh, situation of Rogers, that's kind of a hindered that this year. So uh, this year is uh, uh, much different than other years. A lot less tickets written on the Packers, and that is because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. 
Jeff, what about the Cleveland Browns? It seems like the past two or three seasons, they have kind of been the offseason darling. A lot of people thinking the Browns were going to uh, whether make it to the playoffs over the season, win total, Super Bowl, what have you. Here at BetMGM, they're 20-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl uh, coming up this next season. And, of course, they had a great run last year getting all the way into that last round of the playoffs with the, Cle- or, excuse me, with the Kansas City Chiefs, who eventually went on to the Super Bowl. What's the action been like on Cleveland? Are they going back to the window? on the Browns this year off of that good season? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, they were even betting the Browns before they were even having a couple of good seasons here. Uh, it was uh, kind of became like a, almost like a public team like the Packers and Cubs and uh, Red Sox or whatever, but uh, they've uh, been uh, very popular, The uh, I would say, in the last uh, four or five years, uh, the Browns, and uh, you know now that they've got a decent team, obviously, that uh, is uh, uh, much more uh, magnified there. So, yeah, the Browns are, are one of the, the most popular uh, uh, teams the last uh, few years, and that's continued again this year so you know like you said uh, we're down 20 to 1 now on the Browns win the Super Bowl. Jeff uh, turning to baseball really quickly I imagine you guys in the traders room had to be on really on your toes and at the top of your game with all these moves that were happening busiest trade deadline I can certainly remember at least in several years Uh, what were the big adjustments if you made any major adjustments right away on the trades because we know how this works Everybody gets the news at the same dead time, so it's like, okay, the betters get the news as soon as you get the news, so you've got to move it before these guys can take advantage of the big prices. But what were the big movers, at least post-deadline, for you guys? Well, you know, uh, the trade deadline in baseball, I think, is always the funnest of the uh, uh, all the uh, uh, major sports there, and uh, you know, because it can actually uh, really uh, bolster a team's uh, chances. And uh, you know, the Dodgers were uh, a big thing on that. You know, obviously picking up uh, uh, Scherzer and uh, uh, Turner, and uh, um, but uh, so uh, you know, they were three se- uh, three seventy five uh, to win the uh, World Series, and uh, they're down to three to one. So they took a, a drop there. White Sox took a little bit of a drop too. We had them at seven and a half to one. And they went down to six and a half to one. Yankees, that was another one. Uh, you know, with their couple pickups, uh, we dropped them from uh, twenty-two to one down to seventeen to one, and uh, jumped up the Rays a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, with the Yankees uh, strengthening up a little bit in uh, that division, so uh, the Yank- uh, Rays ticked up uh, just a little bit. Uh, you know, from like twelve to one to fifteen to one. Jeff, did you see any big bets come in after the trade deadline? Did some fans get down on the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Yankees, what have you? Did uh, did they roll in with any big bets uh, after the deadline? Um, well, obviously, we've been taking Dodger bets uh, all season long, you know, since the pool actually even opened up. And uh, so, um, you know, they've always been a popular team. But, yes, the uh, not some big bets, but uh, uh, quite a few uh, wagers on uh, both the uh, White Sox and the Yankees. Uh, definite uptick on number of tickets written on those two teams. You know, the White Sox, uh, both teams uh, strengthen themselves. Uh, up uh, a bit, and of course the Yankees are always a uh, popular team. But uh, now uh, with uh, their acquisitions, uh, both uh, the last uh, couple of days uh, we've seen uh, you know an uptick in uh, tickets written on both the White Sox and the Yankees. Jeff, uh, sticking in the NL West, uh, did you shorten the Padres or drift them up a little bit? Because uh, I think that there's varying opinions on what the Padres did. They obviously did were active and added Daniel Hudson on a nice bullpen arm, but really didn't add a starter for a team that needs to add a starter. We thought Max Scherzer was going to be wearing Padre gear come Thursday afternoon, and the Dodgers swooped in later that night and got him. So did you shorten the Padres or did you drift them up a little bit? 
Um, the Padres drifted up a little bit. This was more of a uh, you know a, a reaction on uh, the Dodgers improving themselves uh, and. Uh, uh, the Giants uh, also uh, had a nice pickup, so uh, they didn't seem to do as well in the trade deadline. So uh, they they drifted up a little bit, but uh, you know that's a, a, a great division there. The three best teams, unfortunately, two of those teams are going to have to uh, play each other probably in the wild card. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that uh, Padres uh, that that hurt uh, uh, when they couldn't get uh, Scherzer there, and the Dodgers picked him up. So not only that, uh, you know, they didn't get him, and the and the Dodgers strengthened themselves with uh, the pickup. Jeff, who is the liability on? Who's a big loser for BetMGM to win the World Series? Uh, is it the you know the usual suspects, the Dodgers and the Yankees, or is there some team? Uh, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. You know they're not a, a team, a public team that people are betting to win the Super Bowl year in and year out. But how about the World Series? Is there one team you're really rooting against, or a few teams maybe? Um, there's a couple of teams that uh, we're rooting against. Uh, um, a big one uh, for us is the Giants. I mean, uh, that that mm. uh, you know, uh, obviously they were. Uh, I think it was like sixty to one or eighty to one uh, early in the season, and it doesn't take many uh, tickets to uh, uh, get a large liability on that. And obviously they started off hot, and you know we thought uh, that was just uh, uh, they would uh, return back to the norm. Uh, well, the norm is uh, they're the best uh, record in baseball. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's been uh, uh, the largest liability. And then uh, also we've got uh, some liability on the Astros and, uh, um, you know, and, uh, uh, and the, the biggest liability, obviously it's a team shooting for a wild card or whatnot, is, uh, but uh, been the Seattle Mariners. So that, that's a large liability mm. there too. But uh, who kn- I don't know what they were doing uh, when they traded their reliever. So, uh, uh, you know, maybe they, they may not even make it to, to the playoffs. But the, definitely uh, um, the Giants and the Astros are going to be two playoff teams that we're going to be rooting against. Jeff, the transactions didn't stop in Major League Baseball because we had a thing called the NBA draft the night before. So we got the NBA draft and the trade deadline and Major League Baseball back to back. So a lot of activity and a lot of interest during what's kind of sometimes a dead time in the summertime for sports, at least the calm before the storm, before football season starts. But before I get into the draft, the big trade, of course, was Russell Westbrook is now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, currently, I think at BetMGM, what I'm looking at, you guys have got them about plus four and a quarter. I've seen actually lower in some other places, so they've shortened a little bit. But uh, what did you make of the trade? I know that every year, especially in Nevada, you're going to get Lakers money because the Lakers are kind of the home team here in Las Vegas without an official NBA franchise. But to me, I I don't know. I don't think it really improved that team at all. I think they pretty much stayed stationary right where they are, and it looks like you guys have kept them the same. Yeah, um, you know, uh, honestly, if we would probably be a little bit lower if we were just, uh, you know, a couple years ago, but uh, obviously we're expanded across the country now. So, uh, but like you said, because we always take uh, um, a lot of Laker money here in Nevada. So, you know, we're a little bit uh, uh, more saturated. Uh, we don't get uh, as big a liability. But uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'd, I, really don't understand that trade. Uh, I heard uh, something that uh, um, there was only two teams this year that uh, had uh, a a player that uh, made uh, more than uh, X number of uh, three-pointers. I think it was 100 three-pointers. And uh, now the Lakers are uh, one of those teams. uh, In Orlando, and uh, it was another team that was at the bottom. Maybe it was Sacramento or something. So, uh, you know, who's going to shoot the ball? Uh, They lost Guzma, and uh, they don't have their uh, uh, three-point shooting. So, yeah, it's 
it was a strange move to me, but uh, we uh, held tight there at uh, Lakers uh, plus four and a quarter. Nets are still a favorite there in the uh, uh, NBA. Jeff Stoneback is our guest. He is the director of trading for BetMGM. And Jeff, uh, in light of the draft concluding on Thursday evening, did you immediately take some action uh, in the futures market to win the NBA championship in the 2021-2022 season? It actually didn't do a whole lot uh, for the uh, the futures market, uh, you know, uh, pretty much uh, uh, stayed uh, pat. Um, but, uh, you know, the NBA draft, uh, you know, we had a bunch of props up for that. And uh, just as the NFL, it's really tough for the books uh, to uh, make any money on those drafts because there's a lot of sharp money in those pools. And, you know, the NBA draft was uh, even uh, more sharper uh, percentage-wise of uh, sharp money in that, that pool just because it, you know, doesn't draw the uh, interest, the public interest, as much as the uh, NFL draft. So, um, you know, it uh, was a little bit of a tough night for us, uh, just like it is on the uh, NFL draft, but uh, um, no really any significant uh, moves or uh, betting uh, because of the draft. Jeff, the uh, first uh, sold-out crowd on the other side of the I-15 from you guys at Allegiant Stadium is not going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. It is going to be the CONCACAF Gold Cup Final, which is already sold out for tomorrow night. Scalpers uh, charging a pretty penny for this ticket. And, and look, they got what they wanted there in terms of the stadium. They got Mexico and USA in terms of the matchup tomorrow for the CONCACAF Gold Cup Final. Have you seen any action on it? And what have you seen so far? It looks like a lot of money on Mexico here. Yeah, um, we're getting uh, quite a bit of money on Mexico. Uh, at this point, uh, we need the USA. Uh, uh, that That's going to be a, a big event for us, and uh, it'll be kind of like a, uh, um, the, uh, the when the Knights play here at home team. You know, we've got uh, right there at T-Mobile, we've got New York, New York Park, MGM, so uh, right across the street from the uh, stadium, uh, we've got, uh, you know, Mandalay Bay, Luxor, Excalibur, and there's a, a way to walk from uh, there to the, the stadium. But uh, so uh, tomorrow, uh, when people are, uh, you know, parking across the street uh, on, on this side of the strip and uh, walking over, I'm sure they'll be you know, coming in and uh, making some wagers on it. So, you know, I never thought that I would say uh, on a Sunday afternoon, uh, not being World Cup, but uh, probably our biggest event of the day is going to be a, uh, a soccer game. So, like you said, there couldn't be a better matchup. Uh, Mexico versus uh, USA and scalpers uh, made out well on that. In fact, uh, uh, I think uh, I saw that uh, some of the seats in the upper uh, decks are going for $300 for that event. Yeah, Wes and I have been talking about this possible matchup for a couple of weeks, and now here it is coming up tomorrow. It ought to be quite an event and very exciting, always quite an event when USA plays Mexico in soccer. What about UFC fight night tonight, Jeff? You've got the main event featuring Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland. Are you seeing a lot of action on this one tonight? Actually, it's kind of a little bit quiet for a uh, UFC uh, uh, card. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, cancellations in this, and, and uh, Nunez uh, got uh, canceled, so that uh, took a little bit of luster off it. But uh, you know, we uh, in the the main event there, uh, uh, we need uh, Strickland. We are taking uh, some money on Hall. We got uh, one other big uh, um, matchup in there. Uh, we need. Uh, Kamaka, uh, I might be butchering his name uh, against Chavez, but uh, um, so uh, that that's uh, another decision for us. But uh, uh, like you guys had mentioned earlier, it's kind of the uh, slow time in the books right here. So this uh, next couple of weeks here is uh, pretty much our slowest weekends uh, or weeks of the year until the, the football starts up. But we do have a big fight, the Pacquiao fight uh, on August 21st, so it'll pick up then. But uh, yeah, little little quiet for the uh, UFC card tonight. And uh, at this point, uh, we really only need uh, two. Uh, decisions here uh, uh, for the book. 
Jeff, about 45 well, seconds. To- oh, I'm sorry, Brady. About 45 Go- seconds left no, here. No I didn't problem. want to ask about the Olympic basketball. USA still under $3 here at BetMGM. Have you seen anybody try to get in on Team USA? I know that they struggle in the exhibition, but very good performance here against the Czech Republic this morning. So are you getting any takers on Team USA? Um, actually, surprisingly, no. I'm, uh, you know, I thought uh, that we would. Uh, like you said, they, they look pretty good. I thought uh, people would come in. I guess they just don't want to lay that uh, three dollar price. But uh, you know, at uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's been surprisingly light on the the, the Olympic uh, basketball betting. You know, it doesn't uh, help with the, the odd time zone uh, too when uh, people can't watch it. But uh, yeah, uh, right now nobody's uh, looking to lay that price with the USA. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. You mentioned a couple of slow weeks here in sports, but you also mentioned that football's right around the corner. So we look forward to catching up with you on a regular basis, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Great. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Jeff Stoneback, the director of trading for BetMGM. Baseball updates here. The Toronto Blue Jays now leading the Kansas City Royals 3 to nothing, still scoreless in Los Angeles between the Athletics and the Angels and no score at Oracle Park in San Francisco between the Astros and the Giants. We'll be back in just a moment right here on VSIN. Welcome back to the Green Zone, brought to you by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. I am here live at the Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook. Wes is in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino here on a Saturday, the last day of July. And on the first day of August, Wes, they are going to play that soccer match here across the street at Allegiant Stadium, the Gold Cup Final. We were talking about that with Jeff Stoneback, and I want to get your opinion on that. Let me just update the baseball again here real quick. In the bottom of the fifth inning, in Toronto, three to nothing, the Jays leading the Royals, and I believe that's two home runs for George Springer today for Toronto to account for all the scoring for the Blue Jays. They are now minus three thousand on the live wagering money line. Your in-game total all the way down to just seven after it closed at nine and a half. In the top of the second inning, the Athletics and the Angels still scoreless down in Southern California. The Oakland A's currently at bat. The Houston Astros and San Francisco Giants. The Astros at the plate in the top of the second and make it now the bottom of the second with the San Francisco Giants batting also in a scoreless tie there. Your in-game total in San Francisco has adjusted down to seven. So let's talk some football, some soccer, my friend. It was the matchup that we've been talking about here for a couple of weeks has finally come to fruition. The USA against Mexico. The USA plus 240 and the Mexico side at plus 120. That's in regulation. And then, of course, the draw is at two to one. Two and a half is your total and the over is at plus 120 the under is the favorite at minus 160 that's all here at BetMGM did you do anything with this match yet Wes I did play a little Mexico a couple days ago at plus a dollar 35 to win in regulation so uh 
Look, when when you look at this, it's not a surprise that these are the two teams here in the finals at Allegiant Stadium because Mexico or the United States have combined to win 14 of the 15 Gold Cups, really, since it's been contested. Uh, I think 1991 is when they had the inaugural CONCACAF Gold Cup. But no surprise that it's here. I think the uh, ticket sales indicated that it was expected it was going to be Team USA and L Tree matching up here at Allegiant Stadium at Las Vegas. Certainly sold out now. Obviously, the scalper and the secondary market is seemingly doing very well. So expect it to be a festive atmosphere tomorrow night and perhaps a raucous one. It usually is when Mexico and Team USA meet, especially when it's down there at Azteca, down there in Mexico. But we saw in the uh, Nations League at Invesco Field at Mile High in Denver earlier this summer that got kind of chippy with these two teams and it gets really chippy in terms of the stands maybe even more so than it does on the field uh some uh, projectiles uh thrown at some of the u.s players uh both of the solid and liquid variety and i'm not talking beer or diet pepsi that are thrown at some of our guys uh historically so uh Look, this is this is a pretty nasty rivalry. There's no other way to really slice it here. You look at Team USA, this is not the most talented team they necessarily have. A lot of guys not playing in this event, and they've essentially got kind of a junior team representing in the Olympic Games over in Tokyo. Mexico kind of tried to divide their roster a little bit, but still, I think, a little bit more of a strength on on this side for Mexico all-time Mexico 36 20 and 18 against Team USA in international competition five and one in gold cup finals so you look at Mexico they might have got a little lucky though to get by here because Canada I thought really took it to them a very young team that was very aggressive offensively and once they tied that game up in about the 57 or 58th minute they had Mexico on their heels, but of course, CONCACAF will CONCACAF, especially with the officials. And you had seven minutes of extra time, but somehow it went two extra minutes and Mexico got a goal in the 99th minute, nevertheless, uh, to go ahead and win two to one and advance to face Team USA, who beat uh, Cutter in the semifinals one to nothing. So both of these defenses have been pretty solid, but if you're looking at that Nations game that I mentioned about a month ago in Denver, Brady, keep in mind Team USA does not have Christian Pulisic from Chelsea, nor Weston McKinney, who plays for Juventus, nor Giovanni Reina, who plays for Borussia Dortmund over in Bundesliga, or Tyler Adams, who also plays in that German league. Zach Steffen, who plays with Manchester City, is also not in goal. So this is not exactly the A lineup for Team USA, which is why I do lean to Mexico here, because I think Mexico has a lot more of their stronger players really on this roster. Uh, uh, they have uh, several forwards that play in some nice leagues in Europe, Lozano, Corona, Hector Herrera, the midfielder with Atletico Madrid, Nestor Arujo from Celta Vigo, Alvarez from Ajax. So you've got a more talented team here. I do like Mexico to go ahead and win this in regulation tomorrow night. When we come back on the other side, we'll check in on baseball, preview some games coming up a little later in the afternoon. I also want to ask you about the total in this soccer match coming up here in Las Vegas on Sunday between the USA and Mexico. The San Francisco Giants are on the board. They lead the Houston Astros 1-0 in the bottom of the second. 3-0 Toronto. George Springer popped up to the infield, went for his third home run of the day, and it came up short. Still 3-0 Blue Jays up there in Toronto. We'll be right back inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM.
The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college foot, foot, uh, get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com. Com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. In last segment, we were talking about the big soccer match, the Gold Cup Final here in Las Vegas coming up tomorrow, Sunday, at Allegiant Stadium. Mexico, a little bit of a favorite over USA, Team USA. Mexico at about plus 120 here to win it in regulation at BetMGM. And your total at 2.5. And, and Wes, the over the total is the underdog, minus 160 if you want to play the under. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. You were talking about Mexico getting that very late goal against Canada to advance and get into this matchup. Uh, that game was tied at one apiece, and then the U.S. beats Qatar one to nothing. So both games relatively low scoring. Are you going to bet the total? Uh, is two and a half the right number? And are we seeing that juice on the under because of the relative low scoring that we saw in the semifinals? Yeah, I think so. And really the relative low scoring we saw saw pretty much throughout pool play in terms of the two groups here. Mexico, the goal they conceded against Canada was the first one that they conceded really all Gold Cup. USA only gave up one goal in pool play as well and did not give up one against Jamaica in the quarters, no against Qatar in the uh, semifinals. So, you know, that begs the question, and that shows you why this is such a low total here at BetMGM, two and a half to the under minus $1.45. There are some books that now, when it moves to two, it juices to the over here at about minus $1.45, and then some kind of split the difference here. When you see kind of a total that says 2.25, what that basically means, just to kind of give an explanation to the bettors that might be new at betting soccer, what that means is half your bet goes to an under two, Half the bet goes to an under two and a half if you elect to bet that under. So that is how that works. And obviously, we went over this in terms of Copa America earlier this summer, also Euro 2020 earlier this summer. Your totals are regulation bets. So you don't get, if you have like an over, let's say it's one to one at the end and and you have uh, the over two and a half, you don't get credit for that here if it goes into that extra time you get the 90 minutes plus a stoppage time and then they go with the the extra 15 minute period and then they go into the penalty kick so you don't get credit for that so keep in mind that these total bets if you're betting them have to be settled in regulation which is 90 minutes plus the extra stoppage time All right, let's turn to the Diamonds. We've got baseball coming up in about an hour and a half from now out east. It'll be the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays, the two teams atop the American League East. A good matchup here. Boston will send Nathan Eovaldi to the hill to face Ryan Yarbrough. Yarbrough, the left-hander, typically in the role of an opener for the Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, pennant implications here already at the end of July between these two, Wes, and the Tampa Bay Rays 
at home are a slight favorite here at BetMGM. Minus 115 on the money line. Eight and a half is your total. And I mentioned that I played under the eight and a half in the Giants-Astros game. This is another game here where I took a play on the under at eight and a half between the Red Sox and the Rays. Yeah, and I could certainly understand that uh, eight and a half pretty much across the board. I think here at Circa Sports, where I am in the studio, it's now eight juice to the over at minus 115. And when we were talking about, like, winners and losers, I I hesitate to put the Red Sox really in either category because the Red Sox were a team that I thought might be interested in maybe adding an arm maybe to the back end of the rotation who can be a part-time starter. Really the best and most consistent starter for this Red Sox team all season has been Nathan Eovaldi. So you're wondering, okay, maybe they could have brought somebody in because you do have Martin Perez and Eduardo Rodriguez who have pitched okay, but can you rely on them down the stretch when you're in a pennant race and when you're in a division race here in the AL East? And I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Chris Sale is uh, pitching, I believe, in AAA or maybe has already done so this afternoon. So he looks like at least he is on his way back. I haven't ch- had a chance to check the results of that start that Chris Sale made as of yet. But they were showing it on Nesson earlier, so I-, I did not get the results of that. But nevertheless... Tampa Bay getting the money here. Nady Evaldi, a small dog against Ryan Yarbrough against a Tampa Bay team that also really didn't add a starter to the rotation. In fact, they traded one. They traded Rich Hill to the New York Mets a couple weeks before the deadline. So I think you're on the right track here at the under. No real play for me. A little bit curious, though, to see Nathan Evaldi as an underdog, but I'm going to go ahead and pass here. The Tampa Bay Rays have won two straight. Boston has lost two in a row, and their lead in the division, just a half game currently, headed into this game over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Boston Red Sox, again, with just a half game lead. The other game that'll start at 310 Pacific, 610 p.m. Eastern time, the Baltimore Orioles at the bottom of the cellar there in the American League East. They'll take on the Detroit Tigers, and all of a sudden, the Tigers were putting some excitement into the AL Central West, but uh, since then, they They've, they lost four in a row. I think they've won uh, one out of their last five. But they got hot there for a minute, did the Detroit Tigers. And they're a slight favorite here at home over Baltimore. Minus 115 on the money line at BetMGM with a total of nine and a half. Yeah, I like the first five under here. And it's at five, I think, flat a lot of places. Some juice to the under at like 115 at a couple other places. But John Means, of course, came off the injured list. We know he had that, that no-hitter in Seattle earlier this year. He's had two poor starts in a row where he's given up nine earned runs and 11 and two-thirds to the Nats and the Rays, respectively. And maybe this is a good rebound spot now for Means because usually I like to bet against guys right when they come off the DL because they usually need a couple starts before they can even get close to rediscovering their form. And I think maybe John Means can do that today. Also, Matt Manning, his numbers have been a little inflated. He's had five quality starts and seven outings. He had a bad one in Cleveland on June 28th and kind of a bad one on July 26th against Minnesota. If you take those out, his ERA is going to be, you know, around three instead of right at six uh, here going forward. So I think that's a little inflated here. So maybe some low scoring to start means rebounds here. And I think Matt Manning, by and large, has been pretty solid for the Tigers, despite the fact that his numbers are kind of deceiving. 
I totally agree with you on uh, the theory behind John Means. Want to bet against him on that first start back from the injured list. Let him settle in a start or two, and I agree with you that this could be a rebound spot. Tough to bet on Baltimore when you're not getting a you know a plus 150 or something like that, right. but maybe this line is telling that the odds makers think Means and the Orioles have a good shot today. When we come back, we'll get into the octagon, talk some UFC fight night right here at the Apex in Las Vegas, and we'll bring in our man Lou Finicaro to join the program here. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using the bonus code VEASAN600 and get in the game with the king of sports books. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the promo code VEASAN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, 800-889-9789. And in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Saturday afternoon as we near ever closer to UFC fight night going down here at the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. And for more conversation on that, we bring in our man Lou Finicaro. You can follow him on Twitter at Gamblue, and you can find his work in our weekly digital online publication, Point Spread Weekly. Lou, good to be with you as always, my friend. And let's start with the preliminary card. I know you've got a lot of plays on both the main card and the prelims tonight, and I'll start with the very first fight of the afternoon, and that'll be Phil Rowe taking on Orion Coach Kochi is the favorite there at minus 160. Row on the take back here at BetMGM at plus 130. What are your thoughts on this one, sir? Well, first, thanks for having me on. This, this fight card has experienced numerous changes, alterations. So this is an opportune time to kind of summarize Brady and Wes. And so in this first fight, what we got is Phil Rowe. Uh, we have two fighters relatively inexperienced. Koshi is the more well-rounded guy with a little more wrestling chops. And uh, Roe comes in after having missed weight uh, by a couple of pounds. Roe already is a real tall, long, uh, physical guy for the weight class. And he enters this fight uh, that's a 175-pound fight at a buck 73, like I say. I think that extra weight and the fact he didn't have to cut those last two pounds gives him an advantage in that 
I think he's durable enough to make it all three rounds with Koshi. My angle for this fight, Brady, this fight goes to the distance, plus 145. I think we have a competitive fight on our hands, and while I do lean Koshi to win the fight, I, I think it's going to take him via decision to get it done. Lou, sticking on the prelims here, and that'll be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, if you want to watch those tonight. Uh, women's strawweight fight, the uh, spider monkey, Ashley Yoder from Indianapolis, Indiana, and an Indiana University graduate, by the way, so I'm partial to her. She's getting Jin Yu Fry here in this strawweight bout. And uh, look, Ashley Yoder, one and three in her last four fights. Also, Jun Yu Frey, one and two in her last three. But when I look at Yoder, it seems like this is a step down in competition for her because she has fought some really good fighters. So these losses, I guess you could call them quality losses because they are against ranked fighters. Yeah, I agree with that, Wes. I, I look at Yoder as having faced the much higher benchmark of UFC caliber fighters as, as well. Uh, her opponent, uh, Defray, is really a 105-pound fighter. We don't have that division, so she's forced to fight with bigger girls. Yoder's going to be much physically larger and taller. The over on this fight, two and a half minus 365. So they're looking for a cat fight. I think that uh, Yoder's physical size and stature, coupled with the fact that DeFray's a little bit undersized, might lead me into a finish. And so Yoder inside the distance plus 550. I'm going to bite off on that, and here's how I'll attack it. I'll use 0.3 of a unit at plus 550 Yoder inside the distance, and then I'll bet a half a unit, so basically 72 to win 50 because Yoder's minus 150, 155, depending where you're shopping. I'll go ahead and take Yoder just to win 75 to win uh, 50, depending again on your price. If she wins by finish, we reap. If she wins by decision, we don't lose any money. Uh, but I think she has a really good chance to finish this fight. I didn't know it was going to be a ladies' fight on the prelim card that we would get the Indiana mention, Wes. That was strong. <laughs> Neither did Put I, because I didn't know she was on this card. So. <laughs> Very good. Uh, let's continue with the prelims, Wes, or excuse me, Lou, and take a look at the next bout, and that is Danny Chavez against Kai Kamaka. And this one is basically a pick em according to the odds makers, Lou. Yes, and, and, and recently, uh, Chavez just went to plus 105 at Circa, so shop around, if you will. Uh, great fight, and this is a situational play. Chavez is fighting for his UFC life. He lost his last bout, and two fights ago, he beat a guy that beat his opponent. Uh, he's 34 years old and knows he's at the last wisp of his career, and uh, they discovered in his new gym uh, in Florida that the guy was totally training too hard, too long, and didn't turn the lights off at all. They got him his gyroscope recalibrated. I think he comes into this fight fully focused against a guy in Kai Kamaka that's also lost his last two. He switched to a nice big gym with more players in it to improve himself in extreme couture in local Las Vegas. So this should be an interesting fight. But the fact that Kamaka takes it on short notice a week or two, I think leads me to the more focused uh, Danny Chavez, the more desperate Danny Chavez at plus 100 or plus 105. I think he's going to give us his absolute best effort tonight.
Lou, before we get to the main card, I do have some news that apparently has just broken. I just got a little alert from my Don Best screen that the welterweight bout between Jared Gooden and Nicholas Stolze is going to be back on for tonight's card. Apparently, there was a breach of COVID-19 protocol, which led to the bout's cancellation, but was added back to the card after clearance from a doctor. So apparently, neither fighter tested positive for COVID-19. So apparently, this is now back on the main card. So just wanted to point that out in case listeners and viewers didn't know but let's get to that first fight on the main card brian barbarena this is a welterweight bout he is about a minus 275 favorite against jason witt here in this spot barbarena had his last fight canceled last fall i believe had uh, uh some issue with his stomach uh, don't ask me to do the medical pronunciations of it but nevertheless uh coming in here fighting jason witt barbarena a decent sized favorite Barbarina was sick, very sick, almost critically sick, and had to really recover from that. But I don't believe that affects his uh, fight acumen at all in this fight. Uh, Barbarina has been in with world-class opponents of every size, shape, and uh, mixed martial arts specialty. Uh, He doesn't have an impressive body, and he looks like a plumber if you take him down to his, uh, you know, boxing trunks. But the kid is tough. He's got a granite chin, and he's always moving forward. He's placed against a kid in wit from a good Jim Glory MMA. He's going to be there, and and for a round or two, this is going to be a competitive fight. But as soon as wit believes he can stand flat-footed with Barbarina, that will signify the beginning of the end. And I do believe Barbarina catches whip before the end of the three rounds. Barbarina inside the distance, plus 100 to plus 110, depending where you're shopping. Lou, Wes uh, mentioned that this fight is back on between Stolze and Gooden. Had you kind of crossed your handicap off on this one with it uh, currently, or with it being uh, postponed and now back on? Or is it one you're going to stay away from, or did you have an opinion on this one beforehand? I had an opinion on this one before Gooden stepped in for Lizay. But when that happened and now this thing went back and back on, I would have to say to me, Stolze is the is the legitimate favorite here. And I look for Gooden to give a good performance, but no real opinion there, Brady. Okay, Lou, main event time here on this card, UFC Vegas 33 at the UFC Apex. It is Uriah Hall against Sean Strickland. I think we're going to end up on the same side here, maybe for some different reasons. Sean Sean Strickland has taken the money here, but I think all the betters last, I guess you know how betters like to bet what they saw last. Well, their last appearance of seeing Uriah Hall was that fight against Chris Weidman, where Chris Weidman threw that leg kick and Uriah Hall checked it and Weidman ended up suffering a leg injury. So Uriah Hall, the first guy to win a UFC fight, I believe, without even so much as striking a punch. So he doesn't get credited for that win, even though it's on his record, but not in the eyes of the betters. Uh, Uriah Hall's won three in a row, though. Antonio Carlos Jr., Anderson Silva, and of course the win with the leg injury over Chris Weidman. Do you think he's being a little bit underestimated here by the betters in this main event tonight? I do, and I I do uh, based on the fact of who he's been in with prior, simply elite middleweight competition. He's a legitimate middleweight fighter. I think he takes a lot of criticism 
uh, because in past fights, he's shown a propensity to not really respond well to pressure fighters. And it comes off as the guy's potentially weak-minded. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But he's been at Fortis MMA for three or four fights now. I've watched him closely for this throughout the week. I believe he's focused and ready against a guy in Sean Strickland who is masking some of the fact that he's a little bit undersized for the division with a, a, a loud flapper. And uh, strict, this is no tell because Strickland is always flapping and talking and speaking, mm-hmm. you know, speaking uh, cesspool kind of language in the fight and outside the fight. And that's what he's going to try and do, make this fight to Hall, pressure him, move him back, bully him. And we'll see if Hall allows that to happen. I think not. I like Hall's size. I like his power. And I like the fact that he's had to listen to this. Hall is mentally weak, like a fly buzzing around him for too long and I think he's going to go out there and set the record straight against a guy in Strickland that's going to come right at him and be a target for kicks, knees, elbows and strikes. Great stuff, Lou. We've got to get out of here, but uh in 10 seconds or less, any fight that we did not cover that you have a play on on tonight's card? I mean there're not enough fights to have plays right. on, but those are the five <laughs> positions uh, that I'll be using two on Yoder and the other four. Those will be the official uh, positions you'll see on the Gamblue webpage as soon as this uh, section is over. Is over. All right. Terrific, my friend. You enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Good luck inside the Octagon tonight. That is two hours in the books here on the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We'll come back for hour number three in just a moment right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> 